Thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. So, of course, this is the place where we look at small stories, big ideas, massive inspiration. We go between the covers of the newspaper. We find the stories that may not have been top of the news agenda during the week, but we believe that they are stories that are worth engaging with and interrogating further. Now, in the Business Day this week, there was a fabulous article written about uh, Gauteng's uh, decision to really try and stimulate township businesses. The author was Dr. Tommy Mizwai. Um, he is the chairperson of the National Planning Commission, the NPC, and leads a think tank on township and rural economies. Now, we may think that this is a far cry from our last story, but actually there seems to be a very strong link. And uh, that's, uh, I suppose, where we're going to go. Dr. Mizwai, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good morning. Uh, let, me, let me just make a, a small correction. I'm not chairperson of the National Planning Commission. I'm a member. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, I, uh, I I lead the focus group on township uh, and small business. My apologies. We were trying to get yeah. that information. That's great. Dr. Mizwai, excellent article. Um, really well worth the read. And for people who may have missed it in the business day, perhaps you could just uh, give us some insights and as to the details. Well, I mean, uh, the, currently the Houghton government in 20, uh, between 2014 and 2018 introduced what it called the township uh, economies revitalization uh, strategy and uh, in this I mean it uh, tried to uh, increase uh, more focus on the township entities in terms of uh, buying from them giving them more support through the housing enterprise problem and really funding some of them and assisting them some of them I mean uh, to be really much more innovative and others to mm. be uh, part of uh, value chains and this I mean obviously I mean uh, generated some economic activity in the, the in, in the townships uh, uh, for instance i mean they spent about 20 billion rand procuring from uh, uh, um, uh, procuring from a uh, township uh, entities which that infusion of money uh, obviously generates more economic activity if one understands i mean uh, the value of money uh, uh, what what it does as soon as it it, it circulates so, Dr. Mizwai, perhaps what's uh, exciting about this particular process and journey is that it does start to look at what you describe as micro CBDs and the and and ultimately small centres to which uh, all sorts of different industries and businesses can be drawn. Yes, uh, the the. The reality is that uh, we uh, we come from uh, an era in which uh, entrepreneurship was uh, discouraged in uh, townships and yeah. in the rural areas because entrepreneurship was preserved for the for the few, uh, which is the white minority. Yeah. And now, when the my, when 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 we when we changed uh, in 1994. Uh, what the government did, uh, it, it, it succeeded in a deracializing de- 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 a society. But what? The, but the reality is that the embedded uh, uh, behaviors uh, continued as they were, and didn't change uh, the structural the structural process. I mean, of cities, yes. etc. Didn't change either. Yes, the structure did not change. The behaviors continued. What uh, Douglas North 
we call the formal informal uh, institutions. Mm. So, uh, so, so life continued as was, and that's why uh, uh, from 1994, poverty, inequality, and uh, and, and employment have instead uh, worsened. Uh, so that uh, you find that now, um, whilst uh, in 1994, poverty was in the region of uh, seven to ten percent. Now it's at uh, uh, before COVID, it was at 31 percent. Yeah. Because what then happened was that the reigning players, uh, the players who were around before 1994 now, went into the townships and uh, through their vertical and horizontal linkages and uh, strengthen themselves. Now, if you look at the fortunes of South Africa, of a lot of companies since, 19, uh, since, since 1994, their profits have doubled and trebled uh, simply because now they have new uh, markets that they could go into without the lobbying on them. But as their profits trebled, the people who were unemployed, uh, uh, the people who were uh, uh, in the townships unemployed, could not get jobs because these people, as they got in, then it was a question of they invested in capital and not in human beings. Uh, so they then and now were using uh, the, uh, the new methods of doing business, which are much more capital intensive. And so, so, so things like unemployment and poverty then uh, worsen. That's why now that the government, for instance, uh, the, uh, the World Bank, the OECD and IMF, have complained that uh, South Africa's uh, sectors are highly concentrated. By this, they mean that there are only one or two players. So when you look at, um, for instance, mobile technology, you'll see that it's only uh, MTN and, 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 and Vodacom. When you go to the next sector, uh, when you look at the petroleum industry, you'll see the original players are still the same as what they were. So this has happened uh, across the board in all sectors. Instead, the regional players have uh, improved their operations, and then and the, and, and the multilateral organisations have complained that this is not going to create uh, expand the economy. Instead, it's going to uh, expand unemployment and so on. And then this is what has happened. So the how can so all over the years, various legislation by uh, uh, by uh, various departments uh, to try and stimulate. Uh, employment and employment activity in the black community did not address these embedded interests. As I've said, we deracialized a society, but not the but did not restructure the economy. Yeah. So things went on as, as as usual. So when it's thanks to David Makura, who then started thinking out of the box and said, "What will happen if at all we now strengthen the?" small pieces in the township so yep. that they also grow on their own and as they grow on their own they are going to employ people other people are going to find opportunities and so on and this really is the exercise that we're in because if you look at uh, 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 in, well let's look at the case like uh, India uh, in South Africa bakeries uh, there are four major bakeries and uh, when you look at India uh, regardless of the fact that there are countless bakeries, but uh, communities buy and sell their own bread and so on. Because then you find that uh, the bakeries in India do not have to travel from town to town. In South Africa, you find that the bakery will travel from uh, Peter Maritzburg right down south 
to go and deliver bread yeah. and going past many communities and so on. As if these communities do not have the ability to uh, create their own bread and so on. So but instead, so uh, unfortunately, Doctor Mizwa, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to end end there because we have to go to the news. But I think what you've raised is a really interesting comment. So instead of like distance in the value chain, so having to drive all the way down to Peter Maritzburg, saying, well, the community there themselves can make the bread and use the bread if we support them in the way that they do that. It's through, a, the, through butter and so yeah, on. it's I brilliant. Bread and you do this and so on. And yeah. that way you improve your livelihood in the community. Dr. Tommy Mizwai on the National Planning Commission. And go and look up the article. It isn't an opinion piece. He's written it in his own personal capacity in the business day. And uh, it's really an interesting conversation around how we look at township economies, how we revitalize those spaces, and how we relook at what one could call the, the value chain of business. It's just gone 8 o'clock. It's time for the news. So good morning.